Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Jackie. And I'm Megan. And today we're doing an episode on forgiveness, what forgiveness is, what it isn't, and why you should forgive. So Megan, do you want to talk a little bit about, I think we should start um, with what forgiveness is not. Sure. I think before that though, um, just like a, a good note before we talk about forgiveness is kind of a phrase that is old is like forgive and forget, right? Mm-hmm. And forgiveness and forgetting are not synonymous. So um, we would implore you not to forget. I think we have to be real about what happens to us, the harm done to us, the hurt done to us. Um, and forgetting, first of all, it's, it's kind of impossible, like unless yeah. you have amnesia, like you can, you don't really yeah. forget. And I think just kind of like forcing this forgetfulness is really unhealthy and it leads to a lot of repressing things and burying things down. So we have to be real uh, and we can't gloss over it, you know, because I think a lot of us like maybe like really nice Christian girls, you know, will say like, oh no, it's okay. Like I forgive you. And, yeah. and it's kind of glossing over what happened and, and the harm that was done. And it's, it's sort of a fake forgiveness because yeah. we're not acknowledging the hurt that took place. So yeah, I don't know if you have any yeah, additions. Like, there's no way to really heal from something if we don't really encounter like the reality of what happened. Um, if we just kind of brush over it, I think we can jump over and just heal from something without really going into that wound or going into that situation and working through with Jesus what happened. There will be no real healing. And yeah, there's just no way to actually forget unless Jesus magically, not magically, Jesus doesn't do magic, but um, unless he miraculously does like heal a memory or something where, you know, it's, you can't remember it. But a lot of times that's not, that's not how it is. We might look back at the memory with ha- and have more mercy on ourselves, on the person. That's a way you'll know that you've forgiven, but there's no way to just forget. And oftentimes just trying to forget and shove it down only leads to more anger and bitterness that comes out in very destructive ways. Yeah. I think our, our goal should be not to forget memories, mm-hmm. but to redeem them. Yeah. Um, and when I say that, it's not even really us doing the redemption, mm-hmm. um, but it is us cooperating with God for that redemption, you know, because when we hold on to things or uh, forcibly let go of things in an unhealthy way, we're not allowing that redemption to take place. So instead of just forgiving and forgetting, um, forgive and seek redemption through God. So I think that's a good note to just start us off. So now that we've kind of addressed forgiving and forgetting, um, as we kind of get into forgiveness, what isn't forgiveness? I think this is a concept that is pretty misunderstood um, in the world, in Christian communities. Um, it is the concept of forgiveness has unfortunately been used to abuse people, yeah. I would say, a lot of times. Yeah. Um, why can't you just forgive me? Like you're sinning if you don't just forgive me. And I think a lot of people really struggle with this idea of forgiveness because it's been held against them or used against them in a way that was harmful and evil. And so I think it it is good to go into this conversation and just really address and break down like what isn't forgiveness. So, and if you see me looking down, it's because 
my notes. <laughs> so what forgiveness isn't? I would say the first thing to bring up is that forgiveness doesn't always equal trust. You know, when and when harm is done, trust is removed. And forgiveness doesn't always just reinstate that trust. And so that trust could definitely come later. Like we talked about with redemption and and we'll talk about later, sometimes reconciliation does take place with these situations. Sometimes it doesn't, but don't, it's not wrong or bad if you don't immediately trust this person who caused harm to you. Uh, That doesn't mean you haven't forgiven them because trust and forgiveness, once again, they're not synonymous either. Um, And sometimes that trust needs to be rebuilt and it's actually healthy and not wrong to put those boundaries there. That's not holding a grudge against that person. It definitely could be in some cases, but just admitting and acknowledging to yourself like, yeah, I've lost a lot of trust with that person. That's normal and healthy and setting that boundary and recognizing I'm not going to just like pour my soul out to you again because you really betrayed and hurt me. Mm -hmm. That's good. We need to learn who are safe people and who aren't. So we can forgive people and also recognize like you are not a safe person and I don't really trust you in that way as I would trust a close friend. Um, And that's okay. Yeah, Jesus, he always calls us to forgive, to have mercy on others, but having mercy on others is not the same thing as reconciliation. You know, we're, we're always called to forgive. We're not always called to reconcile. And I think um, forgiveness does not mean that we reject our wisdom. Yeah. We don't reject being wise in a situation where you need to put up boundaries you need to, the relationship needs to be different. It can't be to the same depth. Um, a lot of times, yeah, the level of the, the relationship will never look the same until, you know, they prove, not prove, but until maybe they go through their own healing and become a safe person again to have in your life. Yeah. I always remember the scripture in Matthew, uh, where Jesus calls disciples to be innocent as doves, um, but as wise as serpents. Mm. And I think a lot of times we really, really focus on the being innocent as doves and we kind of equate innocence with naivety. Um, so we forget that latter portion where he says that they're supposed to be wise. And so I think that's a great point to bring up that forgiveness doesn't just mean we reject all wisdom and put ourselves in situations where once again, we're not safe and we could be hurt again. That's yeah. not what God would call us to. Yeah, or extremely triggered or something in that way, which is not, yeah, what God wants for us. And it's also could be a mercy on the other person to not let them just back in your life to continue living in toxic behavior or acting in certain ways. Um, Because, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean that now there's no consequences Mm -hmm. for that person's actions. Yeah. And I think once again, that has been used to kind of hold over people, you know, when, when there are consequences like, okay, well, the relationship has changed or I don't trust you the same, or I'm not going to let you back in, in the same way. Those are consequences Mm -hmm. from the harm that happened. And those are good, healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think sometimes people who are hurting and hurt people will look at that and say, oh, well, you're not forgiving me because forgiving me would just mean accepting me and everything goes back to the way it was. Um, 
which is not acknowledging. That's going back to the beginning. It's not acknowledging the hurt that took place. It's not acknowledging that things haven't changed Mm -hmm. and that that's okay. Um, And so I think if someone is truly, truly sorry and seeking forgiveness, they'll recognize and be willing to take on those consequences. Um, if someone is reacting that way, I would say it, it's not it, it's not a testament to your inability to forgive them. It's it's that there needs to be work done in their own heart. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, as you're working to forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you won't still feel angry or feel resentment or just you're a human being and you feel emotions and there's often uh forgiveness is often in layers you know like you forgive someone and then you know you're triggered or you're angry or something happens and you need to forgive them again and invite Jesus back into that and there's often layers to dis- discovering the different ways that this person hurt you or affected you or we you know we're just we're human beings and we don't forgive all at once um, forgiveness is a journey. It's a process, especially if it was like a grievous sin committed against right. us. Think of victims of sexual assault or just bullying or just things that left you with such deep wounds in your life. You're not going to be able to forgive that person just because you say this forgiveness prayer and say, I'm going to forgive them. There's it's often a journey and a lot of healing. And when you forgive someone at some layer, and then maybe something bubbles back up, it's often God inviting you to enter back into that with him again, and look at that and see where you need more healing and just continually, you know, give that situation to God and ask him to help you have mercy. Um, on yourself, on, on that person. And that's, it's, it's a journey and it's a tough one, but. Yeah. I think we often think of forgiveness as like a one-time event, you know, like, okay, if I've forgiven this person, uh, then it's done, I've done it. Um, And that's not the case. And so then we, we feel anxious when those feelings come back up, whether Mm -hmm. we're triggered or, you know, something happens or, you're just having a bad day and Mm -hmm. those memories come back and you're like, wow, I'm still really angry or even resentful towards this person. That doesn't mean that you didn't forgive them. It just means you got to forgive again. Yeah. You know, some people or some actions and situations that take place, um, they might take years of repeatedly forgiving them. And, And that's the fact that you're willing to even come back and say, no, I forgive them or God help me forgive them, um, shows that you're willing to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's commendable. Yeah. So now that we have touched on what forgiveness is not, uh, we should talk about what forgiveness is and what Jesus actually calls us to do. Yeah. So I think, um, just to kind of like define like what is forgiveness? Um, it's a deliberate decision to release the feelings of vengeance and resentment towards a person or group who caused you harm. And I won't take credit for that definition that was given to me by my pastor. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that just really sums it up well, because, um, you know, we sometimes think of forgiveness as like a feeling like, oh, well, if I forgive someone, I won't be angry anymore. Like, no, it's actually a deliberate decision to release feelings of vengeance you know, in the Bible, I think it's in Isaiah or Jeremiah. It's one of the prophets. Um, the Lord tells him vengeance belongs to me, the Lord, I will avenge. Um, and so, so often when we have faced pain or injustice, we want to avenge ourselves. 
And part of the process of forgiveness is releasing that to God Mm -hmm. and saying, I surrender this to you. This is in your hands. And I'm trusting that justice will be done, whether it's here or in heaven, and that I don't have to hold on to this anymore. Yeah. And that you're not waiting for them to give you something or help you heal. They don't owe you anything anymore. And you are releasing that, which once again is a process, but you get to the point where you're not holding them by the collar and like yelling at them. Like you owe me this, you owe me. Because if you look at that situation, that's actually hurting you more than it might even be hurting them, um, of holding all that anger and bitterness and resentment and refusing to let it go until they do something to make up for what they did to you when often they can't. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we, we feel like we need an apology before we can forgive. And and that's a normal, natural feeling. Um, that's not like a bad thing. I mean, in a perfect world, of course, people would always apologize after they've hurt us. Um, but I think part of understanding true biblical forgiveness is recognizing that we also have to forgive our enemies. We have to Mm -hmm. forgive people who may never actually acknowledge or recognize what they've done to us. And so, of course, they would never come apologize. Um, And sometimes those are the hardest people to forgive because they don't even see that they did anything wrong. Exactly. And we have to validate our own feelings without having that external apology to help us validate the hurt that we feel. And I think those situations are really where this urge for vengeance can become toxic because we want to prove to them that Mm -hmm. they hurt us. Mm And we want justice. We want to hear them acknowledge and apologize and feel bad for what they did. And some people just won't. Some situations that won't happen. And meanwhile, we're just poisoning ourselves and we're building up bitterness and we're hurting our own walk with the Lord because we're not releasing and surrendering that to him. Yeah. And we're hurting ourselves. A lot of times what comes out is depression. It's just a lot of pent up anger that we have. And it comes out in very toxic and um, sinful ways a lot of times in our lives. And a lot of um, mental health issues and physical issues, they've proven this psychologically or psychologically, they've you know proven this in studies that that actually is from you holding in all of this unforgiveness for others and all of this anger. Um, and I think you can see that you've forgiven or that you're, you know, on the path to forgiveness when you can pray for that person, you Mm -hmm. should definitely pray and hope that they come to repentance for their own salvation, for their own souls, that they do recognize what they've done to you, but it's no longer because you need it to move on. It's because you pray for that sincere repentance for them so that they can ultimately repent to God and become right with God and be in heaven and the afterlife. And, you know, you can be fully in communion and repented, um, with them in heaven. Mm -hmm. That should be where that prayer comes from, that you're praying for mercy on them, for them to have healing, for them to come to repentance, but no longer because they owe it for you. And you're, you're relying on that for your own healing, but just for their own sake and for their own soul. Yeah. I mean, you think of Jesus while he's dying on the cross, praise father, forgive them for they know not what they have done. And Not that I'm saying that we need a savior complex uh, where we start saying, uh, Lord, forgive everyone. They don't know what they're doing to me. They're persecuting me. But there is a reality where we do want to emulate Christ. 
um, and his position towards the people harming him and, and people who are his enemies. The Bible calls us to love our enemies. And I think, Jackie, what you're saying is so true. I think a, a big part of forgiveness is just that we no longer hold them in contempt. Mm-hmm. We we truly love them and and will the best for them, even if that means they're we're loving them from afar and that they are no longer in our life, but that we can still pray for them. We can still desire that they would be brought about to the light and that they would be restored. And even, I think, longing for a reconciliation, Um, not that it's always healthy on the side of heaven, but just recognizing like it would be beautiful for them to come to repentance and for this relationship to be restored. And I think it can take a long, long time to get to that point. That's okay. But it's good to see ourselves progressing on that journey through the power of the Holy Spirit in us of um, just kind of capturing those thoughts so that when we do find ourselves slipping back into anger, slipping back into contempt, just taking that thought captive and saying, okay, I know that this is normal and I don't need to beat myself up for this, but I also need to surrender this to God once again and ask him to help me forgive. Mm -hmm. Um, Because forgiveness isn't in our power. We can't, we don't have the power to forgive people, um, especially when great harm has been done. We need the power of Jesus in order to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as we come to the end of, you know, what is forgiveness? I think a lot of people, we often ask, why should I forgive? Especially in our society today, if the person hasn't apologized to me, if the person isn't sorry, if the person did something that was so horrible, why should I forgive them? Because it goes against what feels like against our human nature, what goes against justice. It feels like to forgive someone that has truly hurt us. And we've kind of, you know, touched on this, but ultimately forgiving others is what it's a huge part of you yourself healing and moving on and growing closer to God. Um, yeah. Megan, do you want to speak more on that? Yeah. I mean, like just as you were talking, I was reminded of um, the parable that Jesus gave over the ungrateful servant of he is forgiven this great debt, a debt that he had no, no hope of ever repaying. And it's just completely forgiven and forgotten. And then he immediately goes and starts choking out a fellow servant over a small debt. And you look at that story and you think, how could he be so ungrateful to demand someone like this debt to be paid when he was just forgiven of so much? Um, but then we realize that's ourselves because the reality of it is we have all been forgiven of something that we'll never have to forgive other people for. Um, what the reconciliation that has happened through Christ, the forgiveness that has been extended to us from God, from our rebellion against him, our sin, it it far exceeds the harm and hurt, even though it is great on this earth, it far exceeds that. And so to, to look at the forgiveness we have received and not see that we should then extend that to others, um, I think is, one, I think just misunderstanding what God has done for us, 
the two also, um, that it's not about them deserving forgiveness, which I think our culture really focuses on. Like, do they deserve forgiveness? Have they earned your trust back? Have they come back to you? Have they proven that they're really sorry? Um, and the reality is that doesn't usually always happen. <laughs> um, and so it's not about them earning or deserving our forgiveness. It's about us recognizing this is something that we'll freely give mm. without payment. Exactly. Yeah. We give to others what God has given us. We didn't deserve his forgiveness but, and he gave it to us. And so he calls us to have mercy on, on others. Um, and if we don't forgive, we become less like Christ. Um, in the podcast, um, Adam Young, he, we talk about all the time, uh, the place we find ourselves podcast. He talks about how your heart, if you don't forgive becomes hardened and cold and you become less human. You start to, um, become numb and you're closing your heart off and becoming a lot less like Jesus. When we think of Jesus, Jesus was hanging on the cross with his wounds, just bleeding out and giving his mercy you know, he says on the cross, forgive them father for they know not what they do as uh, he's taking on the weight of and suffering of the world. And, you know, as Megan said, suffering much worse than we will ever suffer. And he's just open. His wounds are open. He stays tender hearted to all of us. And he allows his mercy to spill out on us, even as we, you know, sin against him. And when we close ourselves off, when we close ourselves off against forgiveness, we become cold and numb and we become less like Christ. And we talked about earlier the actual physical and psychological effects that they've seen in secular studies. They talk about people that don't forgive. Um, you know, Christ knows us, he created us. So he calls us to forgive in the Bible because that's what's best for us in all aspects of us as humans, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the negative effects, heart problems, sleep problems, and stress things that come from not forgiving and holding on to anger and bitterness. Um, it's ultimately what is good for us. And also it's, it's how we heal. So I just, I wanted to read a quote from, um, Dr. Bob shoots that I, um, heard it's in his book called be healed, but also on the healing retreat that I went on, which we recorded an entire episode where I talked about my experience with that. But, um, he says, forgiveness is the foundation for all healing. Many times unforgiveness is also accompanied by hate, resentment, revenge, anger, and bitterness. If we allow these negative emotions to remain in our spirits, we perhaps will end up with a physical problem such as arthritis, high blood pressure, stomach problems, heart problems. And, um, he also goes on to talk about how, you know, we're called, like, as we said, to give mercy to others as God has. And he says, now this is daunting. This outpouring of mercy cannot penetrate our hearts. As long as we have not forgiven those who have trespassed against us, love like the body of Christ is indivisible. If we cannot love the God, we cannot see if we, we cannot love the God, we cannot see if we do not love the brother or sister, we do see and refusing to forgive our brothers and sisters, our hearts are closed and their hardness makes them impervious to the father's merciful love. But in confessing our sins, our hearts are opened to his grace. And yeah, we've talked about this before that, you know, one of the biggest parts of healing is that forgiveness to others, um, and being open to, that's how we also receive God's mercy is in extending that mercy to others. Yeah. So if you're listening or watching this and 
you're thinking of maybe a specific person or situation where there was a lot of hurt that happened um, and and you're struggling to forgive or or once again, you're just in that process of having to repeatedly forgive. I think something that can be really helpful that we often avoid is just to talk about it with another person. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of shame um, because we think that we should just immediately forgive and forget someone. And in reality, there's a lot of healing that can take place when we're vulnerable and accountable to another person. Obviously, this has to be a safe person, someone who's wise, um, but someone who can kind of walk alongside you in that process and help you and speak truth to you um, as you go through that. It's really dangerous to isolate yourself in one of those positions. So I think that's just even just practically as you're walking through this, it's really good to obviously like meditate on scripture and pray, but to do that with another person and open up, you know, obviously that's the heart of our podcast. We want to talk about it, but it can be really, really helpful. I know for me personally, um, when there's been people that have really, really struggled to forgive talking it through with another person who is willing to call me out when they recognize that I am being bitter or holding contempt, but also encourage me when they see me growing in forgiveness towards this person is so, so helpful. So if you could take anything away from this, um, just to be, to feel safe, to open up to a safe person. Yeah, exactly. And to walk through, you know, what happened to you with, Jesus, because you don't want to go back into those memories, into what happened to you, because a part of forgiveness is, as we said earlier, being very real about what happened to you and naming what you think that person owes you. And then releasing that through the power of Christ, the mercy of Christ, and, you know, like praying with that. And that's not something that you should enter into alone. You definitely, you need Jesus hundred percent to be in that with you. But as Megan said, it can be helpful to have a friend or a trusted, um, therapist or spiritual director or mentor Mm -hmm. to walk along that with you. Yeah. And if you think it's impossible to forgive, which I've had situations where I'm like, I don't know if I can forgive this person. Well, first, nothing is impossible for God, but I also, something that was really impactful for me was reading stories of others who have forgived, um, forgived people for things that were far worse than I've ever gone through. Seemingly unforgivable. Yeah. Seemingly unforgivable. Um, I'm sure you can think of some story you've heard, but I, if you've never heard of it, um, this story left to tell by Immaculate Ibigazi, I think is how you say her last name. She's one of my favorite speakers, but she was a, um, victim in the Rwandan genocide. And she, when she, she just crazy story. She had to live in a bathroom with seven other women in this tiny little bathroom. It was miraculous that they survived. It was hundred percent. Jesus kept them alive and protected them from being found and just staying alive in this tiny bathroom with barely any food. Uh, when she got out, she was so angry. She just wanted rightfully so to murder all the people that murdered and slaughtered her whole family. And she would pray the our father prayer and she would skip over the part about forgiving your enemies. She would just skip it. And then she felt God say to her, you didn't write this prayer. I did. So you can't edit my prayer. And so she, you know, started praying into that and she, um, was able to forgive in person. Um, the man that, murdered her mother with a machete (laughs) and her whole family. And she just now travels the world talking about the importance of forgiveness and how that's essential to a world and the unity and healing. And I just think back to her when I think 
that maybe Christians and God are just wrong about this forgiveness thing. And then I think about this concrete example of this woman who forgave um, someone for, you know, murdering her entire family and how that actually was the most beautiful and grace filled thing she was able to do so much show that so that she wrote a book about it and now goes around and tells people they should forgive. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I just think of examples like that and just how God really does know us. You know, what he tells us in the scriptures is not him just commanding these things on us. It's because it's what's good for us and good for our nature and us as like human beings. Which goes back to even just what we said at the beginning, that forgiveness is not about forgetting. It's about redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not in those people who harmed us, mm-hmm we can really see God's redemption in our lives if we surrender to him and surrender the situations that harmed us to him. And I think that is a huge part of the healing process is just even seeing God's redemption and and finding hope in that. Exactly. God can redeem anything um, beyond what we could ever imagine. He did on the cross and he will continue to do so in our own lives. We just have to trust him and have hope so as always go out there and talk about it